Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Damaging winds. Later tonight, it'll be clear and colder. Lows upper 20s to mid 30s. Breezy and chilly on Thursday. Highs 45 to 50. Mike Stenifer, WTOP News. Fort Belvoir, 45. Foggy Bottom, 44. Silver Spring, 42 degrees. Winds from the northeast at 10 miles per hour, but our gusts are between 35 and 45 miles per hour. 10.59. This is where you turn when the weather threatens. WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up tonight, no government shutdown expected this weekend on the federal level. Lawmakers strike a deal to buy a little more time. We'll get the latest from CBS, then we'll go in-depth with the Washington Post's Leanne Caldwell at 11.15. Thousands of homes and businesses across the area in the dark tonight because of the earlier strong winds that are still hitting us in some cases. A bipartisan plan approved in the House to redevelop RFK Stadium. I'm Dick Iuliano. And a new record for Caitlin Clark. 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. There's word of at least one death in fast-moving Texas wildfires. CBS's David Malkoff is in the panhandle where the flames are being fueled by strong winds and dry conditions. North of Amarillo, operators at a nuclear weapons facility were forced to temporarily pause operations. We have evacuated our personnel, non-essential personnel, from the site, just in an abundance of caution. Schools in the area were closed and residents who didn't get out in time are being told to shelter in place. The U.S. Supreme Court agrees to hear arguments on whether former President Trump can be prosecuted on charges he interfered with the 2020 election. CBS's Skylar Henry. In its order, the Supreme Court said it will consider, quote, whether and if so, to what extent does a former president enjoy presidential immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts during his tenure in office? They're asking a fairly straightforward question. Does a president enjoy absolute immunity from criminal prosecution based on official acts? That's CBS News legal contributor Jessica Levinson. There are new details about a new mother's death in a CBS News investigation that looks at how private equity investors have siphoned hundreds of millions of dollars from community hospitals. CBS News chief medical correspondent Dr. John LaPoo. So you have these communities that are very vulnerable, that are, are more at risk to be taken advantage of in these situations. And that's exactly what's happened. You know, these private equity firms have come in. We don't know exactly what's going on because there's very little transparency. And the next thing you know, uh, people are complaining that the quality of care in that place has gone down. The funeral of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, who died earlier this month in a remote Arctic penal colony, will take place on Friday in Moscow. His widow Yulia tells the EU parliament... I'm not sure yet whether it will be peaceful or whether the police will arrest those who have come to say goodbye to my husband. As the Odysseus lander solar power grows closer to going kaput because it landed on its side, Franklin Institute astronomer Derek Pitts says it's just the start of things to come. Well, NASA and intuitive machines have plans for additional spacecraft to be launched later this year and next year and the years after that. And you have to think of this as a system in which we're building up our capability to uh, have a successful research base on the moon. A woman who is now 27 years old sued Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones in a 2022 paternity case. The Dallas Morning News reports that a judge has ruled that Jones must take a DNA test to determine whether he is the woman's biological father. This is CBS News. 
Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 1103 here on WTOP. It's Wednesday night, February 28th, 2024. Fort Belvoir at 45. It feels colder with strong winds. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. The rain is long gone. The winds stay with us tonight. We had a wind gust in the middle 40s, like 45 miles an hour recently at Reagan National. And there have been even stronger gusts at Dulles Airport and right across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. So with all that wind, now we've got the power outages to contend with. Dominion Energy, at last report, reporting 12,000 homes and businesses in Fairfax County are in the dark tonight. In Loudoun County, another 4,000 Dominion Energy customers without power. In Maryland... Pepco now reporting about 800 customers out in Prince George's County and over in Montgomery County, 1,500 homes and businesses out at last report. Here at WTOP, we're staying in touch with the utilities. We'll let you know how things are going in making repairs and getting everybody back online. Other news in a rare bipartisan vote, the U.S. House approved a bill to give D.C. the right to redevelop crumbling RFK Stadium and the many acres of asphalt parking lots. WTOP's Dick Giuliano. In an overwhelming vote, the House passed the bill directing the federal government to give D.C. a long-term lease on the RFK Stadium site. Redevelopment could include a new sports stadium, residential and commercial space, and parkland. This bill is a win-win for the federal and D.C. governments. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton says she'll now work to get the bill passed in the Senate. Most of the Maryland delegation voted against the bill, including Glenn Ivey of Prince George's County, the current home of the Washington commanders. But this bill would give an unfair advantage to D.C. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser says the congressional win is a significant step forward. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. So let's talk about where the commanders play right now. Landover, the Landover Stadium. Getting a name change, the team confirms to WTOP it now will be called Commander's Field. FedEx terminated its contract for naming rights at the end of last year. It was done as part of the sale of the team to Josh Harris and out of the hands of Dan Snyder. The team says the new name will stay until another sponsor comes forward to pay some money for the naming rights. More about the decision and what's going on in Landover from WTOP's Mike Marillo. FedEx says it's making the decision to leave the deal two years early so it can focus on its broader NFL sponsorship. And the commander says they're looking for a new sponsor. With the news, Matt Winkler, who teaches sports analytics and management at American University, says... Well, I'm not surprised. He says there were signs FedEx was moving in this direction during the Dan Snyder era when the company sent a letter to the team. Saying if they don't change their name, they will drop their naming rights deal. So... That was the first sort of canary in the coal mine, but a very serious one. He expects to see a short-term naming rights deal with another sponsor, though he says finding the right one, as the Washington Nationals know, could take some time. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. 11.06, new safety concerns this evening about the metro system. The independent agency that oversees metro rail safety says some train operators are listed as being certified even though they haven't gone through all the proper training. This comes from a new report released by the Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission that orders Metro to identify employees who haven't been properly certified and to ensure that they do get the proper training within 90 days. The commission says nearly 10 years after a train filled with smoke near L'Enfant Plaza killing one passenger and sickening dozens, there are still safety concerns related to smoke on the rail system. Specifically, the commission says some train operators have been listed as being certified even though they have haven't done a required demonstration showing that they know how to use an environmental system shutoff device. 
That's the kind of device that can stop smoke from quickly entering a train during an emergency. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. In a statement to WTOP, a Metro spokesperson says they received an order from the Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission regarding train operator certification. At last week's board meeting, they proactively shared steps that they're taking to address the concerns, and they continue to work with the safety panel. 1107. Parents and neighbors in one D.C. community are stepping in to make sure students are safe crossing the street on the way to school. They say it's in response to drivers speeding, running red lights, and not stopping at crosswalks. The story from WTOP's Scott Gelman. It's really risky for the kids crossing. It's like a highway. That's how parent Allison McGill is describing 11th and G Streets in Southeast D.C. near Tyler Elementary School. She's been spending mornings there to help kids cross since the fall of 2022. So I have a vest and all that stuff just to make sure it's a little bit safer for everybody. McGill is working with council member Charles Allen on making the area safer for kids walking to school. We just see people that are driving way too fast and get impatient and aggressive. Her husband bought her extra insurance just in case. Because I've been almost hit numerous times that we thought that might be wise. Allen says DDOT is exploring short and long-term fixes, but he suspects it may be more of a design problem. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. DDOT tells WTOP it's done a thorough examination of the intersections along 11th Street Southeast. It's now looking for more ways to enhance safety. Well, coming up here on WTOP, we're still registering wind gusts at 35 miles per hour in some parts of the area, including Reagan National Airport. So the rain is uh, long gone now, and we're expecting kind of a nice sunny day tomorrow. But we've got to get through these high winds tonight that have knocked out power in some cases. Also straight ahead on WTOP, a new look on the way for this once popular dating app. It's all ahead on WTOP. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. And let's check in with Ken Berger in the traffic center. Thank you, Dimitri, at the Bay Bridge. Uh, you mentioned the wind gusts of up to 35. Well, they're expecting sustained wind speeds then at the Bay Bridge of 30 to 30 and 39 miles an hour. So the phase one wind, wind warnings are in effect at the Bay Bridge. No more restrictions, just wind, uh, wind warnings. So just the, uh, be very careful, uh, careful still as you cross the bay uh, between the eastern shore and the western shore. And because of those wind warnings, of course, no overnight road work tonight. So all lanes are open either direction. Looks like that crash on the eastbound side of 50 near 97. North of Annapolis is cleared or is in the clearing stages, not seeing any more delays uh, through that scene. However, at the uh, nice bridge between uh, Charles County and King George County, they are they also had the wind warnings in effect. Again, use caution as you cross that bridge. Uh, there is one work zone going on on 95 in Virginia, just after 123. It's in the main lanes. Left lane is getting by. Northbound 395 after Washington Boulevard. Two right lanes are getting by the work zone. No work zones reported on the freeway either direction between 14th Street to the 11th Street Bridge. Everything looking good on DC 295 in from the in from Maryland to the 11th Street Bridge and I-295 running well either direction between the flyover ramp and the Beltway Interchange south of town. The WTOP newsroom is furnished by Regency Furniture. Presidential savings are still happening at Regency. Shop now and enjoy 25% all plus free delivery. Affordable never looks so good. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Next, it's Mike Steneford. He's WTOP Meteorologist. Strong cold front will bring some damaging winds across the area. There's a wind advisory until 4 a.m. Thursday morning. 
Showers will end over the next couple of hours as a powerful cold front comes through. But behind the front, we can see wind gusts of 45 to 55 miles per hour. Overnight skies will clear. It'll stay windy. Our lows upper 20s to mid 30s. Lots of sunshine. It'll be breezy. It's going to be a colder day on Thursday. Our highs only 45 to 50. Increasing clouds on Friday, but it'll be warmer. And the winds will be lighter. We'll see highs in the mid 50s. Going to be a wet start to the weekend. Look for some off and on showers on Saturday. We'll get up to a high near 60. Better weather on Sunday, partly cloudy and a bit warmer with a high in the low 60s. Mike Stenifer, WTOP News. Right now at College Park, we're at 43, Fairfax City 41, National Mall 44. Here in Chevy Chase, Maryland, northwest winds at 7. So while it's 40 degrees, it feels like it's in the mid-30s. I just want to check on uh, Reagan National one more time here and refresh my statistics. And uh, 35 miles an hour, that's the latest wind gust at Reagan National, 35 uh, west winds at 16, gusting to 35. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payments, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Brennan Hazelton. Bumble is slashing its workforce and relaunching its namesake dating app in an effort to attract younger users. The Austin-based company says it plans to lay off about 350 people. Restaurant Week in Frederick, Maryland kicks off Monday. It's actually a two-week event called Bites and Bevs. Down day on Wall Street. Dow off 23 points. NASDAQ lost 88. S&P down 8. Brennan Hazelton, WTOP News. Not great on Wall Street, and some markets are doing pretty well in the Asia-Pacific region. Australia's ASX 200 up half a percent. Tokyo stocks down half a percent tonight. We don't have to worry about one thing. There's a lot to worry about for sure, but it doesn't seem that a government shutdown is going to happen this weekend. Lawmakers, again, using that Band-Aid method, hitting the snooze button, however you want to express it, to buy themselves a little more time. We'll go in-depth with Leanne Caldwell of the Washington Post on what's happening on Capitol Hill in just a couple of minutes. Have you heard of plantar fasciitis? Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store, and while that condition can be hard to pronounce, it's even harder to live with. Imagine jumping off the back of a pickup truck onto some rocks. That's what it felt like when I was suffering from plantar fasciitis. I was a runner who could no longer run, and my foot pain impacted me both physically and emotionally. Coming to the Goodfeet store was the first step to living my life pain-free. After searching and trying so many other products, I finally found relief with Goodfeet Art Supports, and they still keep me running today. Now I get to help others who are struggling with plantar fasciitis to live their life pain-free. Maybe it's your turn. Is foot pain holding you back from living the life you love? Visit the Goodfeet store today for a free personalized fitting and test walk. The Goodfeet store has locations across greater D.C. and Baltimore. Visit goodfeet.com to book your appointment today or just stop by. I'm Jonathan Cotton, and we look forward to seeing you soon at the Goodfeet store. 1114 here on WTOP and 43 degrees in College Park, with temperatures going all the way below freezing to about 28. If you've lived in the area a while, you may know about this situation in Virginia, where politicians can use political donations to do things like take a vacation, join a gym. It's really the only state in the union that still allows this. Has that changed 
this legislative session in Richmond. We'll take a closer look coming up. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 1115, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thank you very much for being with us today. There still needs to be a little vote on Capitol Hill tomorrow, but we are no longer expecting a federal government shutdown this weekend. Lawmakers on the Hill have only bought themselves a little bit of time to work out their spending plans. We talk about this with Washington Post Live anchor Leanne Caldwell about another band-aid to keep the government open into the new month of March until the 8th. That it's not a deal to fund the government for the rest of the fiscal year, which is only about seven months left of it. It's just to punt down the road. It's to extend government funding while they process and vote on half of government funding bills that are called the easy ones for the other tranche of government funding bills that are not going to be passed next week. More complicated. Set that new funding deadline for March 22nd. That is the date we're going to be watching because that includes difficult conversations around the Department of Homeland Security and Border Security, the Department of Defense, and all of the policy provisions that Republicans and Democrats fight over, including abortion. And so there's still big fights ahead. But for now, the government will be funded after Friday. Is this whole situation putting Mike Johnson's job in jeopardy as House Speaker? Mike Johnson's job as Speaker is always in jeopardy. He is struggling to maintain widespread support. He has members of the right who are frustrated with yet another short-term spending bill. He has members on the right who are angry that he didn't not get more policy wins. And he has members who are threatening to vacate him from his job as speaker if he puts Ukraine funding on the floor. So this is once again a difficult time for Speaker Johnson, who is just running into roadblocks from his conference on a regular basis. Washington Post Live anchor Leanne Caldwell on Skype. She's co-author of the early 202 newsletter. Top stories on WTOP. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear former President Trump's claim of immunity from prosecution in his election subversion case. The oral arguments to happen in late April with a decision by June. That means there may be just enough time to wedge in a trial here in D.C. before Election Day. The U.S. House passes a bill that would allow the district to redevelop the crumbling RFK Stadium site. Commanders fans now excited about the possibility of a new stadium for the team there. Keep it here for full details. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, going to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. 
Thank you, Dimitri. Well, they're back to phase uh, two limited wind restrictions at the, at the Bay Bridge. That means sustained wind speeds of 40 to 49 miles an hour. House trailers, empty box trailers, other vehicles vulnerable to high winds are now prohibited from crossing the bridge. So uh, be careful. Use caution as you make your way down to the Bay Bridge. The full wind restrictions that were in effect for most of the evening have ended. Now they're back to just uh, the limited wind restrictions, but that's bad enough. Wind speeds of 40 to 49 miles an hour. Wind warnings remain in effect at the Knights Bridge between King George County in Virginia and Charles County in Maryland, not seeing any major delays. The other major issue, as you often get with high winds or down trees and wires, we have lots of those around town, including in Fairfax County, Poplar Tree Road, at Wani Road, just east of Sully Road. All lanes, uh, both sides are closed with police on the scene. Also in Fairfax County, Bull Run Post Office Road blocked by the down tree and north of 66. Out in Hagerstown uh, in Washington County, be aware of Roarsville Road, that's Maryland 67. That's blocked because of the down tree, a treetop drive. Uh, that's out in Knoxville, southbound 270s Borough, Democracy Boulevard. You've got the right lane blocked because of weather-related debris, as they say. And in Wheaton, Georgia Avenue, watch out for the down tree reported in the southbound lanes between Cason Street and May Street. Gambit Series, the new unmanned combat aircraft from General Atomics at Aeronautical Systems, lets U.S. forces move fast and move first. Learn more at UAV.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Next, we go to meteorologist Mike Stenford with WTOP. A wind advisory continues until 4 a.m. Thursday morning. A wind gusts of 45 to 55 miles an hour over the next several hours may bring down some trees and power lines. Showers will move out over the next several hours as a cold front comes through, but behind the front, it's going to be quite windy, and there could be some wind damage across the region. As high pressure builds in, it'll be clear overnight, but it's going to stay windy, and it's going to be colder. Our lows upper 20s to mid-30s. Lots of sunshine, a rather breezy and a colder day on Thursday. Our highs only 45 to 50. Better weather on Friday, an increase in cloud cover, but lighter winds and warmer temperatures. Highs mid-50s. Look for showers on Saturday. We'll get up to a high near 60. Mike Stenifer, WTOP News. Right outside the WTOP studios, our winds are steady at 13 miles an hour from the northwest with gusts at 35 miles per hour. And that's pretty much region-wide that we're at least getting some of those strong wind gusts for another four and a half, five hours or so. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air, trusted same-day service seven days a week, with 42 degrees in Georgetown and some parts of the area and the suburbs heading down below freezing overnight. Still ahead on WTOP, a lot of news coming out of the legislature in Richmond. Number one, are they going to be able to successfully set up a marijuana marketplace in Virginia? Number two, there's a obscure, I guess obscure because no other state has it still, law that allows Virginia politicians to spend their campaign donations on personal things like the gym. And we'll see if they were able to get rid of that law this week. Stay with us on WTOP. Government watchdogs have a growing volume of data to root out fraud. Here's Amanda Warfield, the Vice President of Program Integrity at OptumServe, on how agencies can automate this work. We can identify all of the potential fraud cases that we want, but being able to put resources on them to investigate them is time-consuming. So I think looking strategically at technology can really be advantageous, you know, across the board on the private and public side. Listen to the full interview on federalnewsnetwork.com, keyword OptumServe. As the Federal Health Services business of Optum and United Health Group, OptumServe offers federal agencies the robust health IT solutions that have proven successful at one of the largest healthcare organizations in the world, United Health Group.
Our extensive healthcare knowledge, combined with our end-to-end technology and services, allows us to be a unique partner to help federal agencies tackle challenges like fraud and abuse. To learn more, visit OptumServe.com. That's OptumServe.com. You're listening to WTOP News. 1122, a bill that would have banned elected officials in Virginia from spending political donations on personal expenses like mortgages and gym memberships has met its fate. The campaign finance reform legislation was defeated by voice vote in a House of Delegates committee today. Virginia is a national outlier for lacking such a ban. The state allows unlimited campaign donations from people, corporations, and special interest groups. Advocates in the General Assembly have been trying to put personal use restrictions on candidate spending for about 10 years, and they said they'll come back next year and try again. Staying in Richmond, Virginia's democratically controlled House and Senate have agreed on the outlines of a legal market for recreational marijuana. Now, what we don't know is whether Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin will sign, veto, or amend the bills coming out of the legislature. The Washington Post reports the Democratic plans could have the marketplace up and running by May of next year, administered by a state cannabis control authority in Virginia. Retail sales would be taxed at a rate of almost 12%. That's higher than the 9% tax rate for pot in nearby Maryland. The General Assembly in Virginia legalized adult possession of small amounts of recreational marijuana about three years ago when Democrats were last in charge, but it put off the complicated job of setting up a regulated marketplace. The school year was only a few weeks old when 16-year-old Jada Medrano Moore was shot to death outside Duval High School in Prince George's County. Tonight, three more teens have been arrested and charged with her murder. Police have arrested two 18-year-olds, Raymond Richardson of Lanham and Cameron Anderson of Landover, and a 17-year-old Lanham boy who was charged as an adult. The three, along with another 17-year-old from Glen Arden, who was arrested last September, are facing murder charges for the girl's death outside her school. Police say the girl was walking on Palomar Drive after school when two groups began fighting. Detectives believe the girl was shot when she tried to intervene. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Maryland Governor Wes Moore is laying out his plans to fight child poverty in the state. He introduced legislation to state lawmakers that include a locally focused plan to attack the root causes of concentrated poverty statewide. The Democratic governor says the Enough Act would guide place-based interventions in communities with disproportionately high numbers of kids living in poverty. It includes $15 million in grant money to help communities in what the governor describes as a bottom-up initiative. Moore served as the CEO of one of the nation's largest poverty-fighting organizations before being elected governor. He's made addressing child poverty a top priority of his administration. No Fairfax Connector bus service again tomorrow. There's an ongoing strike among drivers and mechanics. Tomorrow marks one week since that walkout began. 11.25. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. And now we're going to Rob Woodfork. Maryland fell to 7-11 and in the Big Ten with a 68-61 loss to Northwestern on their home floor. The biggest issue was shooting 38% overall, including 2 for 22 from 3, Kevin Willard. I thought we got some good open looks early. And what's happened with us at, against Rutgers and a little bit against Michigan State, it's kind of just we missed some good looks and it kind of just affected us the rest of the game. In other games of local interest, Virginia topped Boston College. Navy and American each won in advance of their showdown in the 
regular season finale, and VCU was a wire-to-wire winner over Rhode Island. On the women's side, Caitlin Clark surpassed Lynette Woodard for the most points in women's college basketball history, tallying a 33-point triple-double in Iowa's blowout win. The NFL Players Association released its second annual report card for the 32 NFL teams, and the commanders ranked dead last for the second straight year, earning Fs in five of the 11 categories. We discussed it in the latest DC Sports Huddle, and Dave Preston sees an opportunity for Washington. A report card you can view as, oh my goodness, you did so poorly, but this gives them a 